So we're talking about your neighbor that got sold for what, prostitution? Yes. They have these girls who came to you. Um, they are everything about the government, the military, and their friends, their whole one thing. And they came like, oh, you need food, you need medicine, your parents are dying, uh, you need money. We can't give you that. And they just gave you, take you to a boat, and nobody sees you again. <laughs> Sometimes you came back and you recruit more people. Sometimes you die in the in the middle of the travel. Wait, so the parents think that they're going to go get money, go get food, but in reality they're getting sold to a different country. Sometimes the parents don't even know their daughters are going. They're like, no, say, don't tell to anybody, so nobody going to sell. And it's the government that does it. They come to the house or they find you somewhere? It's the same people of the government. They are um, this cartel is so big and they have so many parts, different parts. The Venezuelan government, right? Yeah, the Venezuelan, they have so many different parts that when you see at the end, everything is like the son of the president, the, uh, the daughter of the vice president, and everyone has like this little part of the, the movement. It can be selling people, um, slavering people, drugs, drugs. Yeah. Wait, wait. So time out. You told me for how many years that you and five other people lived on uh, one thing of beans a day? Like two years. So the government gave you like a can of beans. No, they gave us a box with food once a month, one for house. And it has like uh, one kilo of rice, one of beans, like two, uh, a quarter of kilo of pasta. See? Yeah, that was for a month. Um, you were telling me that you've met more people outside of Venezuela that say it was the Americans' fault or it's not that bad in Venezuela than in Venezuela? Yes. People in Venezuela are actually kind of sick of the government. They don't believe a shit of what they said. And it's really hard to believe that it's the, the other uh, country problem when they are actually shooting at you. And But outside, uh, it's like people told me to my face, like, you are lying. That's not like that. Uh, you are full of propaganda. And I'm like, no, my neighbor died. A friend of my mom, he was asking for medicine to for the hospital, and he get kidnapped, tortured for three days, and they threw his body in the middle of the town. What? Yeah, you showed me a photo of someone, and that was like super skinny, and then they came to Brazil, and then they gained weight. So, I think you're, maybe you're a little crazy, but I don't think you're lying to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wait, so what do you got to say to people who, oh, I, I want socialism, I want uh, communism. What do you think about that? I will ask for them to find a single country that work out, work out like that. Like literally North and South Korea. Where do you go? South Korea. Yeah, yeah like communism. I, I dare you to go to North Korea and survive. Um, what, uh, hold on. So you said one day they came to your grandpa's or parents' home and said, this is our farm now? Like, you can't do nothing about it? No, you cannot. You cannot do nothing about it. Um, I, my ex-husband, he has this neighbor, he has a farm too. And he said, like, I won't sell it. It's mine, has been mine for my family for a lot, a uh, hundred years. And they just came one day, the military came and raped his daughter what? and his uh, granddaughter. The granddaughter had like eight years. And eight years old? Yeah. And they raped uh, both in front of him to show him like, you don't say no to us. And I think the mother who died 
because she, she was trying to protect herself and her daughter. So the beatdown was so enormous big, um, that she died. And the little girl went to a coma for a week. And when she wake up, she was like traumatized. She was screaming. She was scratching her uh, his skin. It was. This was in your uh, town. Yeah, my husband's, my ex-husband's town, near us. What the fuck? Okay, so how bad was it? Um, hold on, when did it get really bad? Like 10 years ago we were talking about, it got bad? It was slow, but it was, in. I think a breakup point was like in 2016. There was, I think, one of the worst moments of our history was the moment we realized, like a nation, that this shit's going down. And before that, we are we were trying to figure it out, like, no, we don't have sugar, but ah, we have this uh, milk. And the other week, you don't have any more milk, but it was sugar again, and it was like that. Okay, and then you said, like, one night your husband and the family, they said, hey, we have a way out to Brazil. And they pack your bags. Can you tell me about uh, your escape? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we escaped because we spent, like, five days without energy in the entire, in the entire country. And it was like, there's no way we can live here. And This is what year? Uh, 2018, I think. Yeah. And they called us in the middle of the night. And they were like, we can go to Brazil in two days. Tomorrow, yeah, in two days. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's run out of here. And the travel itself is kind of hard because you are in this tiny bus that it's not meant for long uh, long journeys and it's overcrowded and it's plenty of people you have to pass through the luggage of, uh, you have to pass through the people it's really crowded it's really hot and it's messy and every stop that you made like uh, with militaries in the way, they took a little bit. They, the driver have to get down of the bus and give them money so we can keep going. So the military comes in there and just starts taking things? Yeah. I remember I in my bra, all the savings of the family were in my bra. And I was like flirting with them, with the words like, you're so cute. Let us pass. And they are dumb, so they let us pass. But they took your phone and shit? or No, no. Like, everything was in my bra. <laughs> oh, in, actually, for that moment, my cell phone was a piece of shit. So they don't give any worth to it. Can I ask you, like, how much life savings was in your bra? Like, a uh, dollar? 200 $200? Yes. And how long did that take to save that or all that money? They take to sell almost everything they got, we got. So you're saying you sold your whole, the family, your husband's family, six people, you sold everything you had, and that life savings was about 200 US dollars. Yes, because everything you had, they had before was uh, lose any value. It's more, they had this beautiful home that normally would cost like a million dollars. USD? Yeah, they they had a beautiful home. When I'm saying this beautiful, this was a huge, beautiful house. And they have to sell it like for 10000 And buy another home. And that home right now is worth like 5000 Wait, why did they sell the home? Because how this beautiful house is so big, so beautiful. And... The government starts to say like, ah, everything's the the ones to blame are the um, riches. So 
they got uh, kidnapped in their own home like two or three times. So they were they kidnapped and then what? Yeah, they were kidnapped inside their homes and that people took everything they had and carried it away in their own cars. Like they kidnap you and steal your car with everything you had inside it. This is they just work for the government. Where does that stuff go? Do they just keep it or they give it to Maduro? Who gets it? No, oh, that was people. We have some people who are uh, I forgot the name now. Uh, they are like have the blessing of the government mm-hmm. for do whatever they want. Okay. And like the henchmen, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have the blessings. They are like the motorcycles and thing like that. And the um, the government of uh, Chavez say the Tupamaru. Remember the name Tupamaru. Uh, they were like these criminal bands from the neighborhoods. So they gave them the blessing to make anything they win they want if they protect the government too. You were saying um Chavez was like he was really popular, right? Yeah. And then why did it turn? Like or first of all, why was he popular? And then second of all, why did it uh turn on him? Populism. You start to say to people Uh, ah, you're not poor because you don't work. Uh, no, you're poor because somebody else is rich. And if somebody else is rich, you are poor. That actually is not how economy works. But it's a great way to say to people who do not make nothing about their life, like, it's not your fault. It's other people's fault. Mm-hmm. And that sells a lot. They gave a lot of things. They gave free money. They they gave money for every child you had. What make the a lot of women had plenty of child. Um, they gave money for being uh, do not work. They gave money just to breathe. And it, it was the oil money they nationalized, right? That's the money they gave. The, yes, yes. The problem was he never ever fixed anything about the. Um, the enterprise, n- nothing at all. So, they, in the end, have to sell that. They have to to China. China owns now all our oil. What all of it? Almost all of it. China is the owner of the Venezuelan oil now. I mean, how do they enforce it? I mean, if the the Maduro government or Chavez, all them. They go into buildings and take what they want, rape children, do crazy shit. How do they just allow China to just take it out? Does China have like armed guards in Venezuela or what? China gave them money. So China's just okay, giving them money for the oil to support the regime. Yes, yes. Even um in the Amazonas, China are the ones who are destroying the Amazonas to dig in gold. Brazil is too though. I mean Brazil Deforests, but no. the Venezuela part, China. Yeah, the Venezuela part. No, it's like really hard there, and we have slavery in that part. A lot of slavers. Venezuelans. Yeah, uh, you can be kidnapped from the nearby towns, and they are like, "You are working for us now, and you cannot say anything." Like, okay. Okay, so what was it like being at the time you were living there? You were a young twenties uh, girl. I mean. So there was a chance that you could get raped or taken or how what did you do hide? I mean, what was your day-to-day like? Day-to-day life like? Yeah. Yes, yes, it's a big possibility to to take out being taken away or being raped. That's not a joke, it's actually a huge possibility. No, I had really bad a uh, character I was like bring it on, bitch. <laughs> If you want to try it, you can. But I will fight for my life. I was like, I don't care. Shoot me if you want. But you won't took me. You won't take me. But at this point, I mean, a lot of time you spent in a smaller town, right? I spent some time in a bigger town in in Maturin. Uh, that is a capital. 
from the Monagas and I spent time too in Margarita, this an isle, beautiful. Um and then I went back to my country to my born place that it is in the country, it's far away from almost everything. But now like we are frontier with Trinidad and open to the sea. We have a lot of of uh, crime and we have a lot of narcotraffic. Like a lot of narcotraffic. They rule there. Oh, so your your town is on the border? Yeah, my town is in the border. But you spent time in Caracas? Caracas. You spent time there? Yes. How old were you? I different times of my life. I spent time when I was like 16. I spent time when I was 17 to 18. I spent time when I was in my, tw- in my 20s. I was jumping from a place to another. What was the capital like then when you were living there? When I was living there, it wasn't so bad. I didn't went too much to the streets, so I... But there were a lot of fights. I remember one time came to my memory. I was with my mom in a mall and the mall had like this balcony to the street and they start screaming and people start running and young people that were fighting was making wasn't fighting was protesting actually uh, painting her their hands white they were being chased by the government and it was like shooting and the people screaming and I remember this clown was like with little kids and he took every child in his arms. Like I never saw something like that in when Ronnie like saving the kids and everything. And then you just, just can see the smoke, white smoke that pierce your eyes and make you cry. And then the quiet, everything got quiet. And you get out and you try to not see if there's blood of anything. Um, your childhood friends, what are they doing now? Most of them are in other countries. I have one in, Ch- in Chile. I have one in Argentina. I have one in Spain. And a few of them are still in Venezuela, but I try to make them come with me. <laughs> So you can communicate with them? Yeah, not a lot of the time I want to because communication sometimes can be really hard there. And we have, we spend like two days without any internet and the internet came back and we lose it again. And it's like that. So people were legit starving in Venezuela. Like I heard there's cannibalism in some streets. Like, people were eating each other. Are those uh, propaganda, or what was the real story with starvation? Starvation is real deal, but I never saw anybody uh, eating other people. But I, won't, I will not deny that, because the, the things I didn't see no, doesn't mean that didn't exist. I ate my chicken, and she was my pet, so... Chicken was your pet? Yeah. Her name was Petra, and she became a soup. Was this after, like, no food came from the government, so this was the last resort, or why? The government only gave you a little, 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 small amount of food every one or two months. So, it's no way you can survive with that. Okay, you told me your family's been there for, what, 400 years, right? Yeah, in Venezuela, yes. So, like, your grandparents, or, like, what are the stories you heard about Venezuela when it was prosperous? Because, like, in the 1950s, it was one of the richest countries in the world. Oh, it was great for what I heard. It was a perfect place, a perfect time to live. The Venezuelan people were very welcoming to everyone. And they are like, oh, yes, come here, live here, raise your child here. And yeah, even have they had no crime, almost no crime. Even my grandmother, my mother always say like, when Jimenez Perez Jimenez was the name of 
one of the presidents there, uh, was the president, the people uh, could sleep with the door open, because it was such a low crime that didn't exist almost. So it was really good. Wait, when did it start getting like bad? Um, like the 90s? Or when did it start like making a downturn? We had a problem in the 90s, the 1992 about, 1990, 1992. Uh, the people weren't so happy about the government. It wasn't really bad, but they raised the price of the gasoline, so people went. Because at, at, at the time, gasoline was like free for a long time, yeah. right? Yeah, and they they raised a bit the the price. It wasn't that much, but people went crazy. Like we are used to, so to a certain type of life, and you're messing around with it. Then uh, Chavez take advantage of that, and he tried to make um, take the government by the force, take the presidents by the force. He failed. He went to jail, and then he went out from jail. Uh, he was cons- he, they gave him, uh, they forgive the crimes, and then he ran for president and he won. Like, out of the blue. And then what did he do to the opposition? He jailed them, or what happened when Chavez came back? When Chavez came back, well, he won out of blue, but for being honest and being real with everyone, he he told that I do not like socialism. I do not like. I communism. heard about that. Yeah, he said all that. Yeah. yeah, he said like I don't, I don't think the socialism and communism is good. It's no country in the entire world have go with communism and get really well, nice about wait, it. Wait, 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 hold on. Because Chavez was like uh, doing a military coup. He was uh, a rebel. Yeah. Right? And then they they jailed him because of that. Like, he was yeah. trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, he tried. He tried. Actually, a lot of people died that night. A lot of people died. So yeah. but so then he got power, and he's like, he he went away from his Marxist or communist uh, ideals as a rebel and said, no, like, I want to lead differently, right? Yeah, he's, he told that. He, he said to the people, like, no, I am not a communist. That's a big, fat lie. Yeah. And he won for being president, and they start to be communism, <laughs> and the government stop uh, start taking the people's uh, things, everything you had, they won, and they took it, and that start making a lot of uh, companies run away from the country. And the other ones who were staying on the country, they was just absorbed by the government. And they went bankrupt. I saw a video, um, a famous American YouTuber. He's been in every country. Mm-hmm. Redhead dude. Oh, fuck, I forgot his name. And he went to Venezuela. Mm-hmm. He had a guide and whatnot. And then he went to one of those uh, Western malls that have all the Western things. It's super expensive. But... Um, I don't know, he, he, there's parts of Venezuela that are super rich and the rich go to and it's fine, no? They are tiny parts, but are mostly, uh, when you see who belongs that mall, it belongs to someone of the government. The daughter of the president, the son of the president, the nephew of the president, and the people who buy things in that government are the son of the president, nephew of the president, so... They make things for themselves. So, you told... Okay, the percentage of the Venezuelans that think the government is full of shit and they don't like it, what what percentage is that? I think it's about right now, it's like 80%. How the hell can they stay in power if 80% of the people think it's bullshit? They kill people. A lot of them. Every time the, a mob go out on the street, they just run over literally run over with the tanks what's the the biggest uh, uh rebel revolution group that has tried to you know put a stop to it how many people were a part of it well 
I know it was a mob once that really tried, really. But I think that they died like a hundred people just in the capital. So so most people just be like, okay, fuck it. It is what it is. I'm going to try to keep my family safe, try to survive, live day by day. What's the mindset of the average person living in Venezuela? Like, what do they do? Do they, they work? I mean... Hunger, actually. I'm going to see a thing. When you are that hungry, when you are starving, you do not think on anything else. You give a fuck about the government. I have been starving. And I know that feeling is like you dream about food. You dream about eating. You dream about having that Pepsi. You remember every slice of pizza you throw away. You remember every ounce of rice you throw away. So you are too exhausted. You are too focused in not dying to make anything. So what, what did you do day to day? Like, well, when you were starving, what are you doing day to day? I was trying, I, I literally went to the country. I was like, oh, look, a forest. I'm going to find something to eat. And plenty other people just died. Others were looking for in the trash. Plenty of people were looking for in the trash. And this was really sad. I saw a man fighting with a dog for a bone. What? Yeah. And this is in the the countryside. No, that 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 shit was on the city. It was a heartbreaking moment for me because I remember I was in the in the bus heading home and I watched through the through the window and I saw this man with the two childs he had like a boy like for five years and a girl for she had like four years. She, they were with the school school uniforms, and he was fighting with a dog for a bone. Wait, tell me, what were you doing on the bus? You were working? What were you doing, school? I think I was heading back to home from from work. For that time, I was working. It was how I said, no everybody can buy everything every day, but it's always someone who can buy it. And every time we're less and less stores, and you need things. And for that moment, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. And but you can see, the signs were there that shit was going down. But the government blames it all on the Americans. Who does the government like say the problem? Yeah, like where? What's the propaganda of the government? At that stage, yeah, they still blaming the Americans. Like literally, literally, the police go to the street and they start to killing people. Like I'm mad today. I'm going to kill people in the street. That happened with a few people that I know. Whoa, 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 what does that have to do with the the American question? No, they say like no, no, no. It's fault of the government of the United States. Like. Like that. Yeah, because they're mad. So uh, the United States government are going to kill people. Yeah, they're th- they're saying thing like that. Like, ah, they are killing people. No, it's fall of the it's the fall of the United States, and we are starving. It's the fall of the United States. We is we had five days without energy in the entire country, and they say, and listen to this. It was an iguana sent for the United States. It was a what? An iguana. Iguana, the lizard. The lizard? Yeah, the lizard. Who was... <laughs> what? Where, yeah, yeah. He was sent from for the United States with a microchip to intervene or, or circuits. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So they said... Uh, an iguana. Uh, a iguana, like an animal. Yeah, was, the lizard. <laughs> the United States sent it to intervene. Yeah, with a microchip. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, the people start to laugh so hard at it. They start making memes and they switch then. This story. Memes? Wait, hold on. They're making memes on social media? What are yeah. They? For that moment, they haven't controlled that much. They still have very, very, a lot of problem controlling people because they are 
the government itself is quite uh, they don't have control of over anything they are like such a dumb people they are cruel really really cruel but they are not organized at all and plenty of people use other countries um uh, internet like we have in my my city we have the internet of trinidad and tobago it's really near mm -hmm. so we we use it and plenty of people use use other uh, countries um so it's not like north korea where it's totally shut off to the world yeah it's it's different to north korea i think it's because they took it from another point of the history so it's harder to take away the phones from people oh because they because they had phones in the early 2000 or they started yeah. okay okay yeah it's harder for them uh, to block uh, it's a lot more uh, world planet yes we are more communicated in it was very very hard for them to to take everything from people but they make it hard they make it every day harder so you cannot if your phone breaks they make it harder to you for you to buy another one so every time it's less and less how much people how much money are people making uh per day right now or when you were there in venezuela if they're working a job well most people do not sustain themselves with a job because our jobs were like a dollar for a month what yeah a dollar for a month of work and the the stuff were absurdly expensive like a kilo of sugar were like two dollars one long time on so someone's working a job mm -hmm. for a month And nine hours a day yeah they're not making one dollar a month yeah they're making one dollar a month what they're making one dollar why the fuck would i why did why do people go to work if they can't afford a kilo of sugar after one month of work that's a great question that's why i quit my job <laughs> and start making other things anything else normally people have a job and have like three or four uh, three or four things they do extra about it uh, besides the job they have in their backyard uh, yuca mandioca and they sell it and they go to work sell the the fruit sell the the, the food wherever they do and with that money buy more food but but one dollar a month that sounds crazy to yeah me. there's no way it's one dollar Yeah, it's actually... Yes, it's $1. <laughs> yeah, I know. Today, not five, six years ago. Today, it's $1. Yeah, no. Five years ago, it was $1. It was... Yeah, yeah, but now inflation, there's got to be $2 at least. <sighs> yeah, it goes up and goes down. Yeah? Because they put it to $2, $3, and they go back to $1 next very next day. It's more that even make it things easier for me. Why is anybody working then? Tell me why they're gonna work for that. Most things are closed, so a lot of people doesn't work, <laughs> do not work there. Um, Venezuela have plenty of cities that are ghost cities that nobody lives on them anymore. Uh, Maturin, that was where I used to live, I told how like the half of the buildings are uh, empty a lot of beautiful houses are empty my own house i left empty i was like don't give a fuck i'm getting out of here with everything inside it's like a lot of people um other thing that government took advantage of it like the people that go out they send money to their families and the government take a big chunk of that money wait they send it back from different countries yeah like i was here and my mom was there so i sent money to her and the government take a part of the money and my mom can sustain herself with the money she take the money i gave okay so hold on you're talking about your mom so you obviously had the opportunity to leave 
and you left with uh, your husband, their family, like, you know, you had a, co- a short time to make a decision, and so you left your mother yeah. in Venezuela. I mean, uh-huh. tell me about that thought process, leaving your family. And I mean, did you ever think you were going to see her again? I have the hope I see there, I see her again, but you never know. And it's that point of your life when you say like, shit, maybe I'd never see them again. It's really hard. And I have a huge uh, depression when I came here, but I had to work. I had to send money. I have to keep her alive. Wait, how'd you send money? It's an interesting thing. You send money to a person and she send it, that person send it to someone near the border. That person take the money from an ATM, pass the money through the border, exchange the money for dollars, they exchange the money again for bolivares, then put it on the account that you wanted. Wait, so it's with the um, border police. They get a cut, right? No, well, the border police get a cut. It's, it's no no way that they don't do that. Uh, but it's mostly people who are from your civils, just just civils that find that this a this a job for them. And when the money uh, get to the bank account, the government take a part too. They just simply say, like, hmm, you have money. I'm going to keep with the half of it. I want to keep the half of it. Wait, why does it go to a bank account, not cash? You're sending cash to them, no? Yeah, but it's no way that you can send the cash to any part of the country. Like, you have little people, just a few people in this country that made that that huge vault that should... Um, process and they are always family like I have this girl the this woman that I knew and she has a nephew in the border so I gave the money to her she sent via pics to her nephew mm-hmm. her nephew there was in this side of the country this side of the border took the money from ATM exchanging for dollars Cross the border with the dollars, exchanging again for bolivares, and place to to the account of my mom, because it was no way he will do the travel to Widia, where I live. Okay. Yeah, imagine will be such a long journey, and if every uh, guard that you find on your way, yeah, you're broke. Yeah. Wait, wait, tell me, why can't, um, why do they want the dollar exchange? Why can't they exchange reais? They want to, the, the government wants the dollar or what? Yeah, the government wants the dollars. It's very funny because in Venezuela, it's forbidden to use dollars. It's like you are a person, you cannot have dollars. But everything, the government, you have to pay to the government, they want uh, you to pay in dollars. Wait, the citizens pay yeah. the government dollars? The government asks for the citizens to give them dollars. But, but, it's forbidden. You buy in dollars, you can't. You try to sell anything in dollars. If the government wants, they will come. They will take the dollars. They will take the object. They will take everything because that's illegal. But... But if you need to make your passport, you have to pay to them in dollars. What? <laughs> yeah. It's ironic, isn't it? Well, wait, what can you do with a Venezuelan passport? Not very much. I won't lie, but some, some countries, they accept it. Uh, and for some jobs, I have a friend who is kept a captain of a ship a fishing ship in Trinidad and they and he needs the passport the passport for staying in Trinidad and keep working hold on where else have you heard people can travel with Venezuelan passport I assume like Iran maybe China where else 
well, acho que Venezuela passport till I know is having been like forbidden in any country. Uh, some people are because they are from the government and nobody wants them. Uh, but for the citizens, it's an illegal go around the world. But they can't afford it, or why can't they? Why can't someone just get a plane ticket to Brazil or Colombia and get the hell out? Well, first of all, this hell of expensive, and there are not so many planes. There are not a lot of flights going in or out of Venezuela because nobody has money, and a lot of the the vast majority of of companies do not want to work with the Venezuelan government. So the flights from Venezuela are very limited and very 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 expensive. So like it would take someone like years and years of saving up money to get a flight, but even if they save up that money, they probably get it stolen from someone, the government. Yeah, basically. Um uh, takes a point that uh, the money is so worthless that you need like six months of work to buy a kilo of car and a kilo of meat. Yeah, yeah, that sounds crazy, but it's true. I make the calculation. Even that, that helped me a bit when we... I was selling little ice cream, like ding dings here. Okay. Um, and the street, I remember I have enough money to buy half of a kilo of sugar. Yes, we buy things for half there. Okay. And we had some fruit, so... Wait, who's, who's selling the kilo of sugar or half kilo? A lot of people, they they bring her... That kilo was... Particular, that kilo was from here, from Brazil. The people try to smoke, like... Smuggle it Yeah, like smoke cocaine, not your smoke sugar. See? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. And we sell this. But hold on, you said a lot of people? Lot, lot, no, lots of people now, but there are plenty of people that are willing to risk their life for food. Okay. And. So, my bad, you were selling things and you had money to buy half a kilo of sugar. Now what? Yeah, and they are still selling this little ice cream for the people who actually can buy it. And when I thought that things were getting better, we have five days with no energy. And I lost everything I had. It was such... So how'd, you, how'd you lose it? With things that need refrigeration and no electricity... You that rot. Oh, rotten! So yeah. you you bought. I I made I made a lot of ice cream, simple ice creams oh. to sell on the street. Yeah, I was living of that, and when I thought I was like, yeah, this shit's getting better. We don't have, we're not starving anymore. I remember this sensation when I sell the first thirteen ice creams in the street. I for how much? I don't remember right now. I remember what I bought. I bought half a kilo of sugar again and one kilo of rice. That was the best rice of my life. It was, I remember I, I went home, I was like almost crying and I was so happy. I was jumping of happiness because we had food. We haven't eaten in like two days almost. Wait, how old were you then? I was like 20. Three. Okay, so wait, you took the sugar and the rice and you made ice cream out of it? No, no. I had made, I, I take half of kilo of sugar that I had, I had money for half of kilo See? of sugar. And I have some fruits from my backyard. See? Yeah, some limes and some cherries and I make ice cream. I sold those ice creams, 13. Just on the street, randomly? Yeah, on the street. Around. Who affords this? Who can buy this? For where I, go, I was, I was saying to you, where I used to live, it was a little bit better because we have a little bit of interest of money for the uh, border. Okay. Uh, in a lot of prostitution, I won't, make, I won't lie. Prostitution and drugs. That keeps so wait, who, who pays for it? Like the border people? They just come over there and 
No, people from my side go to the 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 other side. Uh, women get um, prostitution and send money back home, and that's the money. That I'm curious, how much are those girls uh, selling themselves for? Do you know? I am not so sure. It depends on the woman. Depends. She's smart. She's cute. She's skinny. Uh, prostitute varies have an immense variety of of uh, worth. I even once they try to catch me to be a prostitute too. Who's they? Uh few people actually. Like a girl and this guy who was actually working for the government. <laughs> And he was like, everything's fine, and you are going to get a job of waitress there, and they promise you are going to make like six hundred dollars to one thousand dollars a month. Yeah, it's not that much, but for a person who is making one dollar, it's yeah, it's way too much. And we survive. Literally, we we use the money that prostitutes and drug dealers make. That's the money that's going around there in my city, mostly. Uh, my, uh, I have um, this girl that I knew that her mother was like a horrible person. And she was like, I want to buy a phone. And her daughters just work a lot and send her the money to buy whatever she wants. Daughter was a prostitute. Yeah. In Trinidad, Tobago. Yes. And it's like uh, on the border, there's a lot of tourists that go there. Like I didn't think Trinidad, Tobago was a rich country. No, it's just tourism. A lot of tourism, but Trinidad and Tobago actually makes pretty good money. It's not rich, but isn't that poor either and so like in the middle yeah i've so i've heard um in colombia a ton of colombian girl or a ton of venezuelan girls have came to colombia that are prostituting themselves out and and because there is a stereotype about the venezuelan girl like the beauty and and whatnot and um and in europe i think a lot of uh prostitutes in europe are there's some venezuelans I have seen some girls that even I have seen some girls of other nationalities who claim to be Venezuelan because the stereotypes that we are beautiful, we are hot, we are anything, and that even makes the stereotype even bigger. But yes, it's an easy way to make money. I never did it. But I won't lie that I wasn't tempted in some points to do to, it. So, to support the family and shit, yeah. Yeah, and where we're starving, it's like, I don't give a shit enough for, oh, no, it's because your family values and you're like, I'm, I'm dying. I don't care that much. Yeah, I mean, I heard all about the stories in uh, Eastern Europe when I lived there, um, what a lot of people went through. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, okay, do you have any more crazy stories that you've heard from your friends or that you witnessed that would shock people about the horrors of uh, communism, Venezuelan? What the fuck's going on? Well, crazy stories I have like for days. How much time do you have? Give me, give me some crazy ones. I need some crazy shock value. Well. Well, let me think. Uh, some of them are more depressing. I'm going to start with one I remember. Uh, the son of my friend, of my mother's friend, uh, he lived like two, uh, two streets near my home, where I'm a small city. Uh, he, were, he went to buy bread. We had bread for that instance. That's a miracle, by the way. And he was laughing to a joke that a comedian says. And the police came behind them. And he was like, what are you laughing at? And he was like, this joke, he, this comedian said. And they took it to the cemetery and gave them such a big, big beat down that he died. They crushed every, body, every bone on that kid. Kid, 15 years. 
uh, they have they broke the skull like three four parts they broke both arms they broke like seven ribs they broke uh, their legs was like mess what was talking about you was listening a comedian on the no he it was a child who was laughing at a joke that a comedian said well, the comedian was there in person or was it on no, like no it wasn't tv wait wait so he's on the street yeah. and he just starts laughing to himself because he saw a video in the back. he what? remember, remember he, he yeah he was with his friends and they were like oh, uh, yeah talking about that, that joke and he was like with two friends that were taken two but the only one who got a beat down was him the other friends like to witness the thing happened. So there's the little friend group, 15 years old, laughing at some joke they heard on the TV, and these dudes just said, I'm going to beat the fuck out of them for no yeah, reason? Basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. And this was in your home city? Yes, yes, in my home. So the, do these dudes just patrol the city and look for shit to do? Like yes. they're basically. They patrol this reason. They are like, I'm going to fuck this person's life. And then they also go and rob and do whatever they want yeah. and rape everyone. Yes, yes, whatever they want. They have uh, free will for the government to do whatever they please. Where do they live? Like in houses by you? No, this person actually were of policemen. Mm -hmm. They they live in the the the, the space. I policemen. I forgot name. But it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, but it's a house. Made, on, made only for them and they live there do they have like a family do they like no they wasn't from there because we have this thing there they the police of that city are not born or raised in, their, in that city mm -hmm. they are from the nearest one or the lone a uh, you become police here but you are not going to be police in here you're going mm -hmm. to be police in another city so you have no attachment, yeah. you have no regrets, you can do anything you want, and your family is never going to know what you did, who you killed, who you raped. You are not going to find any judgmental faces around you. Uh, your auntie is going to keep praying for your soul because you are such a good boy. What the fuck? Yeah. They made that for you can make anything you want and face no consequences. Jesus. So they, yeah, wow. Um, give me another story. <laughs> okay, I was once with my ex-husband. We, we were at home and we're actually visiting my ex-father-mother-in-law. We're okay. at that home. And we are we were watching TV, and I start uh, hearing a woman scream for help. I took two knives and ran to the street like someone's asking for help. In the moment, other person uh, get out with a bat. My ex uh, different things, bats, anything, and we run, and they were trying to kidnap and rape. Um, their their girls their uh, the girls will have like 14 years You're the neighbors yeah no the na the neighbors wasn't doing that the just random people from the street they were trying to enter and we chased them with knife with bats with everything for that moment the police came and was trying to arrest everyone for trying to beat, give it a beat down to people who was solely trying to enter to a home. Okay, wait, so the people were random people trying to rape. They weren't the police or anything. They were just some random... Yeah. Okay, and then the police came... To protect them. Why would the police want to protect them? Because they protect the police too, and they protect the government. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so now there's... There's the government, there's the police, and there's these thugs. Wait, is the thugs the same people you said? Wait. Tupamaro. The Tupamaro? The, what I'd say before. Basically, the government was like, I'm going to open the, the jails. 
to anyone who wants to protect us. What? When was this? Like 2017. They were like, you, you, you made what? I killed, I, I hear for murder, raping, and everything, a lot of things. Like, do you want to protect our government? And they were like, yes, here's a gun. You're free to go. Do they give them food or what? Or they just let them run loose? They let them run loose. Okay, so what happened in the situation? Like, the did they, the 14-year-old girls no, get raped? No, we saved them. We saved them. Thanks God I heard that people screaming because we saved them. We get in time. I myself run behind them like if I get you, I will stab you to death. I'm scared that a long time ago. And the people in the streets, the good people start to run towards them. We, when the police came, we were like, oh my God, if, do you believe these people, no? We're idiotically thinking that the police will protect us or will make anything for us. And they were like, we will take every one of you to jail. <laughs> you were making something very illegal. You were defending yourself. And we were like, bring the bats. We are going to kill the police now. <laughs> so what happened? No, in the end, there were two men, two, uh, two little of policemen. Okay, so, uh, so they just like, ah, we are going to talk other day with you. And they never come back. They are very coward people. Wait, so the Venezuelan jails are still going, right? They just put people that are don't like the government in the jail? Yeah, basically. Do you know anything about the jails there? How bad are they? Are really bad. They're most that bad forgotten. They're like... They put you in there and your family fits you. However they go this... If they are not able to feed you, you will just die. How do you know that? Uh, my mom had a friend who was there. And literally, like, people outside of the jail have to bring you food. If you are there, the government are not going to give you a lot of food. That's what I forgot to ask you. Okay, so you were making money here mm -hmm. in Brazil and sending it back through all that weird shenanigans and transferring dollars and reais. Um, so how how did your mother get here? Well, she sold everything she had. I mean, everything, every single memory she had. A necklace for her grandmother, everything. And she had the luck to, to have a friend who helped her to get to at least the half of the way. And I was sending a little bit of money too, so she can put everything together. And she went, she came barely with the money to just for the, for the tickets, just for the ride. And when she came here to the border, I was paying everything for her. And the moment she came to the border, uh, they have this uh, tent with the ONU. What, what? We have this, this little house that the ONU prepares, that the government of Brazil prepares for receiving mm. people. And she called me from there. She she made a call, uh, a call, and I buy for her um, a chip from here, and everything I was paying for her from here. She was living here in the border for a time, and every time she want to buy anything, she went there. She asked for the people's pics, and I make the transfer. I send her a. The, the money and she have everything she needed okay tell me uh, so she sold everything to make the ride mm -hmm. like tell me all the things she sold and how much money she accumulated from that um and what she paid to get to the border i think she paid like a hundred dollars to get to the border she sold two freezers two what Freezers. Like freezer to put food in? Yeah. Okay. She sold two of them. Um 
she sells some shares she has, she sells forks, knife, everything, like, when I mean, when I say everything, she sells the bed she was sleeping on, she sells everything. And she got $100 from it. Yeah, she got a hundred dollars of everything. She managed herself to make a hundred dollars plus the money I sent her. No, with the money I sent her, she made a hundred dollars. That everything that did not make a hundred dollars there. Wait, when did she come here? A year ago. Um. So what does she think about living in Brazil? I she loved it. She is crazy about Brazil. The first moment I took her in the um, supermarket, she was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so plenty of food. She was almost crying. She was so freaking happy. She was like, oh my God, I have, I think, I thought I never will see this amount of food together in, my, in the rest of my life. What does she do, like, in Brazil? Like, did she, her day-to-day -day life? Well, she wake up, get on her phone, make breakfast. She's house, uh, the housekeeper. She's my... Uh, she's staying home every day. She's just... Make whatever she wants. Normally, she's just in the phone. She go uh, to the supermarket. It's her favorite way to go. Every time I don't find her, I know she's in the supermarket, just looking at the shelves. <laughs> and she finds, she go to the church. We have a church really near home. And that's, she make some friends and talk to them. She um, lived in Venezuela when it was okay though, right? Yes, yes. She lived where, when it was really good. And she had a lot of stories like, I made this amount of money. And she was like a waitress and she made tons of money. And it was having the best life. Okay, wow. Um, so what is, what do you think of uh, America? Like United States, obviously you've never been there. But you watched some films and you like uh, uh, the Harry Potter and all that kind of stuff. What is your envision of the United States? Your health is way too expensive. My what? Health. Healthcare, Healthcare. system is way too expensive. Okay. For the rest, I don't have an um, issue with you. There are some things I don't like about the new government's uh, politics about kids about uh, like transgenderism it's like a five-year-old kid should know this side yeah what is that like in venezuela are they cutting dicks off in venezuela lgbtqt or what no to kids no to kids we are like if you want to be girl boy whatever you want that's okay but do not force your kid to do that shit she's they're just kids let them be Okay, but hold on. I'm talking, okay, big picture here. So, Venezuela, no food, starving. The government says it's all the Americans' fault. You watch Hollywood, you watch films. Like, what is your envision of the United States? Do you think uh, the skyscrapers, New York City, Hollywood, like, uh, magical land? Or what do you think? No, I think it's a country, like anyone, every any other country. I think they have... Uh, great things I think uh, they have bad things I think they have huge cities and small towns like everyone else and how would you know any of this social media research like how would you know this stuff social media research and I think that common sense helps a lot to these things if you have a, a huge country you have you have to have farmers and if you have big cities with rich people you have to have poor people near them uh, you have the great neighborhoods you have the hood uh, beside it like I have family there too and I think that 
some people just watch these films and make this weird idea where a uh, United States like New York, the Fifth Avenue, and that's all. And no, no, I think it's a country, a very, very interesting country. I will go there solely by the food of New York. The food? Yeah, yeah, for the food. Before everything, okay? I love eating. I love eating. I'm skinny as hell, but I love eating. And I will go to the New York City like... Chinese neighborhood, Taiwan, <laughs> Indian neighborhood, okay. everything. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, that's that's the only major reason I will go there. Hmm. And maybe Disney. Disney. Yeah. yeah, Disney is Disney. That's every Brazilian I've met that's been to the United States. They always go to uh, Disney. Dis Disney World. Yeah, in yeah. Orlando. But I don't care so much about Disney, how I care about my random food in, in New York. I, I will love that. I mean, is that because of the starvation and whatnot that you love food or what? No, I love it from before, during and after the starvation. During the starvation, you have to develop a new way to see the world and a way and a new way to see food and everything. And you start to think like I really want to taste this, and I I wish that I had appreciate more when I did this, when I eat this, when. And so, I want to experience the moon, the majority of food as I can. So yeah, it's interesting though. So like, the starvation, it's like. I the only thing you think about is food. Yes, but I was I was a foodie since before. I always have, I was always driven by my stomach. And I think I am a bigger foodie now after I leave that, leave through that. Okay, last thing, then we wrap it up. Beautiful, lots of interesting things. So your overall thoughts on socialism and uh, communism as in, okay, Like the utopia, uh, utopian, jeez, I'm getting drunk, ideas, <laughs> you know, like, because th that's what it is. Like, a lot of it is like, okay, let's live in this picture-perfect world, but a lot of times, you know, people corrupt and you get weird shit. Just tell me, give me the breakdown about socialism and communism from your uh, perspective. That's a dream that it doesn't work. No, that shit doesn't work, period not work in paper, it doesn't work in real life. Definitely doesn't work in real life. You are not going you are incapable to treat every human being in the same way because the people are not the same. We're way too different to each other. So it's no way we are going to have exactly the same things. We do not have the same dreams. We don't have the same aspirations. So why we will have the same things? It's stupid and idiotic and it's a dumb dumb dream should die already before more people die because of it right. <laughs> you heard it you heard it there all right well thank you so much for sharing your story and uh any final words thank you everyone who is listening and i really hope that this will open your eyes maybe do not change your point of view but give you a different perspective but uh, live bold